This podcast is part of E2C Network, where we share the whole Auburn experience. David Housel described it best. We are living the whole of the Auburn experience. It can be encompassed, encapsulated, defined in many different ways, through many different lives, through many different times. But at its heart, at its core, it is all about our sports, all about our culture, and of course, all about the Auburn family. Since it's about family, we got to have some family members here to talk. I'm your host, Kyle. Alongside me again in chair number two, Mr. Austin Scott. Welcome back, sir. Thank you, Kyle. War Eagle, War Eagle to our listeners viewers alike uh good to be back uh on a weekend auburn did not play football uh, for the first time in well besides the bye for the first time in a few months um and it was really strange and i was just reminded as we say multiple times it goes by very very quick uh but we'll talk about we did find out when auburn's playing football again soon and uh looking forward to breaking that down breaking down the rest of the auburn experience with you man here i was having a great well relatively okay week and then you reminded me that auburn football is essentially done yes we get to watch them one more time out there on the field but bowl games are kind of weird feeling yeah, some yeah. love them some don't we're going to talk about that a little bit more detail in the show in just a little bit but you just reminded me that the regular season's over and the championship week is over like yeah how does it go by so fast every year yeah, just, you got to value it. You got to value it when it's here because it is it is the greatest and it, it is gone in a flash. Um, and thankfully, it'll feel like too long, but we'll be back talking about it again next fall before we know it. But it uh, it went by really, really quick. But, you know, I think it's we'll have to get into it maybe after the bowl game, but um, definitely a good year for Auburn, a fun year to talk about. And uh, we'll break it all down, I'm sure, later on. Uh, before we get into potpourri, and we've got a lot to try to hit on this one, episode 58, who you got for us on episode 58 that you Ooh. honor? Episode 58, our brother, no longer an Auburn Tiger, decided to try for greener pastures. Not sure he found them. Mm-mm. In Tallahassee, Mr. Keandre Jones, who transferred from Auburn, was a good starter for us on the offensive line, war number 58. He is now with the Florida State Seminoles, but we are um, sympathizing with our, our brethren in Tallahassee, which... Ten years ago, I thought never possible to to come together with our Florida State uh, friends again. But mm, I think we have some common ground after uh, this weekend. Different times and uh, different feelings now, as we all kind of sit on the same side of a, a very a coin that feels loaded for mm. a certain team and a certain aspect of the college football playoff. We'll talk about that in a little bit of detail. All right, let's hit potpourri real quick. We're going to try to hit a bunch of different things here. Uh, I'll do three of these in rapid-fire succession. Three commitments on the week. And I think I'm going to pronounce these names right. Kale Ellis, a commit for 2026. Kalen Edwards, a commit for 2025. And then the big one, folks, Cam oh. Coleman, flipping from the Texas A&M Aggies, which was predicted by a lot of people. A lot of people are kind of saying, you know, this is my prognostication card here I'm showing to everybody. Cole, Cam Coleman uh, has decided to be part of the 2024 class, making a very impressive wide receiver class overall. Mm. Quick reactions, thoughts about those 2024, 2025, and 2026 commits. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest one ha- is Cam, no doubt. Everybody was waiting on it. Everybody's been hoping that would come to fruition. A little bit of surprise when he committed um, Texas A&M back in July, uh, July 4th, I think. Um, and, you know, A&M's had some issues of their own this year. 
going through a relatively unsuccessful season plus a coaching change. And Cam has always been right up the road. It was something that it just made too much sense not to happen. A great position of need for Auburn, uh, plus being right down the road in Phoenix City. Um, it all came together. It, and, we'll, you know, we got to get to signing day. I don't think anybody's yeah. too worried about the name getting on the paper. But you never know in, days, in these days with recruiting. Um, but huge one. The other guys, I truthfully don't know too much about them. Just I think mainly because they're, you know, years and years away. Um, but anyone that sees value in joining the Auburn family at any point, whether they change their mind or not, they've got a good head on their shoulders. So congratulations to those guys and their family. Yeah, it's just good to see a lot of production and early starts to these other classes. It's Don't be spending too much time on these guys right now. Not to say that we don't believe them and take them at their word, but there's just a lot at play for 2025 and 2026, but happy to have them as part of the commit classes right now. Uh, other things that I want to hit on, uh, it is Christmas time. And as I like to like, throw a little Christmas in here on the show, you got to take part in something in Auburn today. What was that, sir? Yep. Downtown Auburn. Uh, it's been rainy, so it was supposed to be all weekend, but they have had their Christmas festivities have begun. The family and I went down to the Auburn downtown Christmas parade today, Kyle, and it was awesome it was and super fun what is the band is the auburn band part of that or is it just they were not okay. they were not there was the auburn high school band and it, it's various it's various vendors of various um people around the community that that take part in it it's a lot of advertising if we're being completely honest but <laughs> nonetheless second most important person to what there was there to wrap it up santa claus was there the most important person started it off and that's obby so it was delightful my eight month old well one slept through the entire thing literally woke up right as it ended but uh brooks loves seeing obby he didn't care too much about santa claus so i think we're doing some things but right here it's obby claus right i mean i know he's, oh yeah he was dressed it, up so it's obby claus it counts you know that, that all goes around the same way just with stripes that's our house that's the only difference right there. But I'm always jealous that you get to take part in those community events. Another reason I want to move to Auburn, but that's uh, that's still going to be a ways off, my friend, for now. Uh, another topic to hit, the ACC-SEC Challenge inaugural for both men yeah. and women, uh, both successful for the Tigers in, in basketball. Auburn takes down Virginia Tech at home. The women take down Clemson at home. While I'm sad to see the Big 12 SEC Challenge end, this seems like it's going to be a fun one with some a lot of new matchups that maybe we don't see as often. So I loved it, frankly. Yeah, no, I loved it too. Of course, the Auburn women got Clemson. I mean, what, like, have we not seen this song and dance before, folks? Like, let's try anything. And then I think you and I talked about we. I don't know how you mess it up and put Virginia with A and M and Virginia Tech with us with the storylines there. Nonetheless, Auburn handled business. I actually got to go to the game. It was incredible. Um, really got to to just see the atmosphere this year uh, on it and to the next level. And Auburn was fantastic. So, of course, they fell today at App State. We hate to to talk about, but had to bring it Cal, up. Uh, well, hey, we gotta we gotta cover our bases here. Cal, did you think it was interesting that both the men's and women's ACC SEC challenges finished at a dead even tie, seven it's to seven? Almost like somebody planned that way. It's interesting. interesting. We're gonna start being a little like we're gonna get accused of being some like conspiracy theorists here soon 
hey, next thing you're going to tell me is that, you know, a team that's undefeated doesn't deserve to be in a oh, playoff. Boy. There oh, it went. Boy. Oh, there it went. Save it, save it. There's, <laughs> there's plenty of time to talk about that a little bit later. Sad note, the volleyball season has come to an end. A very, yeah. I think, a little bit of a surprise because Western Michigan, if I believe I was correct, yeah. uh, beat um, Auburn in the first round and was the lower-seeded team uh, in right. a three-set sweep. So I- I'm sad that that's how it ends this season, even though there's been some up and downs. But again, a lot to be proud of in a very young program in the sense that it doesn't have a lot of history. This is the second year mm-hmm. in a row that we've made the NCAA tournament in volleyball and the uh, first time it's been done in history. So even though it ends abruptly, still continue to see us moving in the right direction as a program. So there's something to celebrate, at least in that. No, absolutely. And Auburn kind of got bit by the the really hot mid-major team, I, I guess mid-major in volleyball, right? We'll go with that terminology. Right. Uh, I think Western Michigan lost two games all year. Um, you know, it reminds me a lot of the Peach Bowl with UCF or, or the, all these other times Auburn's gotten gotten put matched up with the the really hot mid-major team that that views it as a big opportunity. And Western Michigan certainly did that, and they handled business against Auburn. So it it really stinks that it came to an end and didn't get didn't get the big. Um, upset or big uh long run uh, like we hoped for after last year's success right. but i mean we've talked before about how coach crouch has a young team coach crouch has a young talented team and this thing is set up very well so i'm looking forward to next year and then getting the postseason again just wanted to see progress and that's what we continue yeah. to see with this team coaches staff uh, players and uh, I'm really excited for uh, another season to come around and get here because as we talked about with football, most of any other sports, you're just kind of like it goes by way, way too fast. Another little note here. This is one I'm going to take a little personal slant on, and I know it's not the most exciting news out there, but it, it involves Auburn. Uh, Alabama Sports Hall of Fame often gets Auburn inductees. Two more Auburn ones are heading there this year. Scott Sullivan from baseball, but for me personally. Uh, Larry Chapman, who is an Auburn uh, basketball great, he obviously played here at Auburn. He was an assistant coach here at Auburn, but most famously for maybe not for most, but for a lot of people from the Montgomery Auburn area, you know that he was the longtime head coach at Auburn Montgomery. And at that time, it was the Senators when he was coaching. I don't think they changed to the Warhawks until much later. Uh, I don't know the exact time on there, but, you know, I may or may not have played a little ball and uh, mm. been a part of one of his teams. Now I didn't play. <laughs> that was a wise decision, coach, if you, if you somehow watch this. But I just want to give a shout out to my former coach, Larry Chapman, Auburn great being in the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame now alongside Scott Sullivan. Um, listen, I can still sling it around, just not as well as uh, good enough to not ride the bench for Coach Larry Chapman. So I know you're probably not surprised by that. <laughs> No, no, I think Coach Chapman, I think that his decision not to play you was probably played a, a big role into getting into the Hall of Fame. So, uh, wow. I think you should view this as an honor and uh, that you have assisted this, this fine young man uh, getting into the Hall of Fame. So, congrats, Coach Chapman. Thank you for not getting, letting Kyle get injured. Well, I, I think <laughs> I would have injured more of our teammates than actually assisted in the process uh there is plenty more potpourri out there that we weren't able to hit this week maybe we'll catch up on some of that later on down the line we got to move into the meat and potatoes of the show coming up next in our two main uh subjects we are going to be talking about auburn's bowl game and bowl season 
And then, of course, we're going to talk about the transfer portal, which everybody is focused on right now. Football. I know. Ooh, is, it, is there going to be some interesting things? All that coming up right here, right next. But first, I got to talk to you guys real quick about something. Whether you are me, a content creator, or you're just the audience out there, there's one word that comes to mind that we're all looking for more of, and that is energy. Where do we get it from? How do we get that best source of it from the things that we need to get done every day? Let's just be honest. We need it for the roller coaster ride that is being an Auburn fan. Mm. And look, there's things out there that can give you that energy. Some of these big name energy shots out there that you can think of right now, but they all have something in common. They're not the best for your overall health or the best option or solution for you personally, but I do have one for you now, and it's called Magic Mind. After personally trying Magic Mind, I can attest to their claim to be true of defeating uh, burnout and elevating your mental health. Magic Mind gives you the benefits of those other energy alternatives with the, such things as mental focus and making you more productive, but in a more prolonged and healthy and natural way. Magic Mind has all natural ingredients as well as being sugar and nut-free, and it's also ideal for people on those keto, paleo, and vegan diets. I know plenty of you are looking for that healthier alternative out there. Now you have it. Make sure you visit magicmind.com slash Auburn Podcast. Use the code Auburn20. You'll get 56% off of a subscription or 20% off of a one-time purchase. If you're not convinced, let me tell you very briefly about a family friend that just tried it. He's actually diagnosed with ADHD. His personal claim after trying it that he felt like Magic Mind gave him the energy and focus that he was looking for without the aggravation of some of his daily symptoms, which some of these alternatives often give him. If you're not convinced by that, I really can't help you. That is a great testament right there. Are you ready to try it? If you are, visit magicmind.com slash Auburn Podcast with the code Auburn20 for 56% off or 20% off that one-time purchase. Let's move into big topic number one tonight. Bowl season. Mm. Ah, I actually do love bowl season. It gets me really excited because of all the different matchups that you don't normally see. Now, when we get to the playoff now, you see a lot of these matchups over and over and over again just because of the way things seem to magically work out mm. when certain decisions are made about things. But let's focus on what is most important about bowl season and that's where auburn is going bowling again Woo. we're back we're back baby uh after a one <laughs> a one year of absence from bowl season we are back at it and we are not going to the birmingham bowl we're How not in birmingham <laughs> i think everybody is trying to avoid birmingham even troy who got stuck there this time uh so sorry for our troy trojan brethren out there but uh you guys can can have that i think they're taking on duke if i remember correctly last minute switcheroo it was georgia tech now they're taking on duke yep yeah what, what was up with that why did the switch happen? i i have all the only thing i read which made sense but i've never seen that before i've literally it's once weird. it's broke it's like that's what it is i think duke georgia tech's now going to play ucf and duke was going to play ucf but i think duke and ucf played last year and hmm. so they were like we're not doing this again Oh, okay. Well, um, that makes sense if it's for a but of, yeah. If you're Birmingham and you had Georgia Tech and Troy, it's like yeah, that's pretty good right there. So pretty good proximity, probably good mm -hmm. travel fan bases, all that type of thing. All right, our bowl game though. We're heading back to Nashville, Nash Vegas. I think they call it Nash yeah. Vegas. Sure. Um, sure, we'll go with it. We'll run with it. It's what I called it apparently. 
Uh, Auburn back in the Music City Bowl versus not Northwestern, not mm. Wisconsin, mm. the Maryland Turtles. Sorry, the Terrapins, but I like to call them the Turtles. Turtles. We'll um, call them turtles. Did you know that there's a difference between tortoises and turtles? Here's the zoology degree. Tell me. Do, do you know the difference? Um, does it have to do with climate? Uh, you could make that case, but no, it's different from that. Has to do with their age. Nope. I was going to say one's older, one gets older, or one is in a hotter climate than the other, but I don't know. Tortoises have a higher propensity to live on land. Typically, that's all oh. they do. And turtles typically live in the water. That's why you hear like sea turtles and not sea tortoises. You know? But typically, so like there are turtles that go in the water. There that that live. There are tortoises that will like go wade in the water, like walk around in it and stuff. But they're not set up to swim. Like turtles are set up to swim. So if, like a turtle is like crossing the road. That is a well. That would be a tortoise. Maybe. That, well, and then it's not. And look, there's going to be zoologist people that somehow see this and like butcher me for that simplistic of an explanation. But that's okay, basic. Yeah. There's there's terrapins, which is what they are too. Like they're. There's all kinds of oh, different. Oh, that's different from a turtle and a tortoise. No, not necessarily, but okay. like it's, you know, it's, I opened a door I shouldn't have opened. Auburn versus Maryland, Tigers versus Terrapins. This is a matchup that's not happened in quite some time. Uh, I think our buddy Clint Richardson said last time Boomer Esiason was playing yeah, was the like, last time they played like or something. 40 years ago or something like that. So yeah. it's been a minute. A, a rematch. Well, it's, is it a rematch if it's been that long? Well, it's a a, a, a rekindling and our opponent renewed. Yeah. Rekindling. Yeah. We'll go with that. Um, quite the difference in uniforms. If we're going to continue to talk about Ooh, Clint's yeah. angles, like I, I've never met or seen an, a uniform in Maryland that's so confused about what it wants to be. You know, look, they, they, and we can, we've talked about this. I have no problem talking about this. They're the under, they're the Oregon's Nike, right? Right. Maryland is Under Armour. That's where the headquarters is. That is their baby. That is their school. And they they just don't it's not the same. They the the swag and the cool factor of Oregon with Nike I think is hopeful that it translates to Maryland. We're starting Maryland hate hate month, I guess. It it does not work with them and and it doesn't help that their state flag is just absolutely hideous. And so it it have you seen it? I have, but I just didn't think you were going to go in on Maryland this early in the show. <laughs> they incorporate so much. I didn't either. They incorporate so <laughs> much of it in their uniform. It's just atrocious. But I think I think Clint said we're wearing white. That's yes, at least I, what was on the graphic. So the graphic, yeah. That's great. I I think we'll look fantastic. Now, Lord knows whatever they're going to wear is, is going to be interesting. But, um, yeah, interesting uniforms, interesting mascot interesting place i guess now listen it is i will not knock them for the mat even though i wouldn't pick a turtle no. as my yeah. but you know you could be the cardinal with a tree as your mascot like that's yeah. it's so different much worse. it's different but it's more the fact that it's, it's like you don't honestly you don't want to be fighting the turtles turtle, the turtles but it's it's the terrapins like it's it's different uh i i cannot remember the name of the mask it's uh is it Tortuga? It's it's Tustado, I think, is what his name is. Something it's, like I used to play with him on NCAA fourteen. A ton. Did you really? Why? Oh yeah, because he's so weird looking. 
Well, you know how you can play with the mascot? Yes, I know. I, yeah, I just, he's so strange looking. But it, I, it was a lot of fun. I always played with Obby and ran over Big Al's old well, fat yeah, butt, you but, know. Like, of but, course, but some sometimes you're you're wanting to mix it up and see. I mean, there's a fighting turtle right there just waiting for you. That, there it is. So so many angles with this bowl game to talk Tons. about, whether it's uniforms. It's, we could call this the Under Armour Bowl if we wanted to. Yeah. Um, maybe this will help them survive uh, with certain teams. We'll leave that for another day. Um, t- how do you say his his first name? Tugalavoa, or how, I can't even say the last name. Ta- yeah, to his Talia. brother, Talia. Talia. Too late. Sure. Tug- to his brother. Let's just say to his brother. We're sorry. I mean, we don't mean any harm, but we just can't pronounce things. You know, we're just from Alabama. You know, you know what was funny? Watching Alabama fans try to pronounce his name, especially oh, yeah. early on, like watching how them try to. When you, you know, only got two teeth. Well, when you don't recognize some of the letters that you weren't taught mm-hmm. in school, too. That's hard to say. Anyway, to his yeah. brother. And he's he's a pretty good quarterback, too, in his own right. We got to face him. I don't know a lot about Maryland right now, personally. Do you? Yeah. No, I no, there's. Two things I know. I knew that two of his brothers, the quarterback, I found out today he's the all-time passing leader in the Big Ten. So he's he's slinging it around. And I think that his, the coach's name is Mike Loxley. I think he was yes. the, the offensive coordinator at Alabama, which yes. hence the connection. Yep. Um, that's all I know. I know that and their uniforms are hideous, and that's about it. I do remember um, Maryland kind of giving some of the bigger Big Ten teams this season uh, some trouble at times. So mm-hmm. when I saw the matchup come up, I was like, okay, this is at least a respectable opponent. It's someone new, and it's respectable. Uh, so right. we'll have hopefully a good bowl game in the Music City Bowl in Nashville again. Auburn's going to have a great contingency of fans there. Just They even have a great um, you know, uh, alumni club there. Uh, that does a really good job of promoting things. And I know several people in the Nashville area that are Auburn fans that are already <clears throat> probably planning on attending. Maryland's not too far away. So um, we should have a good contingency of fans of both. So I think it's going to be a successful bowl game in terms of numbers, money, all that stuff. It's on Saturday. That yeah. always helps. It'll be the, you know, uh, the 30th, I think, is um, Saturday the 30th. Saturday. Mm-hmm. So you're not hitting New Year's Eve. You're not hitting New Year's Day, which. Of course, you'd love to be in those games, but that helps out logistics and things. I put Auburn went to Vanderbilt this year and took over, yep. and so I I have no doubt it's going to be an easy trip. It's like a one o'clock kickoff. It'll be an easy day game trip day or day trip in a hole. So I think it'll it'll be a packed out in orange and blue. Yeah, we'll we'll do some more in depth look into them and talk about them in the weeks as we head up to the matchup there, but we just kind of wanted to get an initial thought preview about all of that. I, I think there's a lot to like from this matchup location uh, date. Otherwise there's storylines to talk about with this in connections, um, even back to Alabama and Auburn there as well. So we can dive into some of that as we get there very quickly. Uh, if you want to mention any of the other bowl games or uh, <laughs> rigged uh, playoff selections, um, any thoughts um, you want to share? <laughs> let me think about, I, I haven't looked at the bowls too much. Um, you know, there are some good matchups in the bowl games. I will say that. Much. Yeah. I need to look at them more. Um, I, I really wanted Auburn to go to the Gator bowl in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Sounds like that might've been a possibility before the iron bowl. Um, snafu, uh, they would have played Clemson. So I don't know if I would have really wanted them to go play Clemson in Jacksonville, uh, just for because of the repetitive nature, nature. of playing Clemson, 
Um, and, you know, the conference championship week, it because it kind of led into bowl season, uh, I really wanted – I'm not at all ashamed of my affinity for Bo Nix at Oregon. I really wanted Oregon to win. Uh, I thought that was a great game. Heartbreaker for Bo and the Ducks. Um, and I just – if you haven't watched his post-game press conference – You need to. Regardless of how you feel about Bo, regardless of how you feel about Bo and Auburn – aside all that that you might need to work through yourself Bo's post-game press conference about just loving college football and just loving having been given the opportunity to play even though his goal he will never meet his goal playing and winning a national championship um, was great perspective absolutely great perspective and he's playing in his bowl game and he's playing in his bowl game against the group of five highest ranked team liberty in the Fiesta Bowl, um, and easily, you know, it's not my cup of tea thing to do, but an easily kind of justifiable by the masses thing to dip out of early um, mm-hmm. for a guy who's projected in the first round. So, yep. um, I'll be pulling for them. I'll be watching that game for sure. Um, but uh, I can't really think of any of the besides the playoff games. I, I, I don't really want to get into it anymore. Um, I know. I'm just I'm kind of annoyed with it at this point. I, I literally sat this entire morning after church looking at my phone, just like I know what's coming. We we I all know. could see it. ESPN primed you for it. They were you know just, perfect. They were be- basically just begging for it and all this. Yep. Stuff. It just is. It's so stupid. It's absolutely stupid. I'm sorry. You can be mad at me, Banfans. Call me call me whine and cry. I don't care. I don't I, I don't give any. The the only saving grace is that we will not have to deal with this again um, because next year we'll go twelve. Thank you, and and thank goodness. Um, but it's really not twelve close. conferences, so <laughs> no, it, it's absolutely ridiculous. And so, but regardless, uh, I love bowl season. I call it bowl mania. I think that used to be what the pick'em for yeah. all this was called bowl mania. So I, I've still stuck to that. Um, and I, I just love it. There's college football all throughout the Christmas holiday season, and it will be fun. It's always a good buffer with family time. So it'll be a great time. I will be hooking horns all day long for the whoa, 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 whoa. I'll be throwing up gang signs on here. I mean, that's – It's hook them. It's uh, hook them all day. Well, they beat them once, let's beat them again. I, yeah, listen. It just who I don't care who it is at this point. Just get them out of there where they don't deserve to be there. Of course, here I've said that, and they're going to win the whole thing. All right. So as I dig myself a further hole, let's move on uh, to big topic number two tonight. We're going to talk about that transfer portal. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's the most wonderful time of the year. No, not Christmas time, as I like to think of it. And I do apologize to the viewers right now. Mm. Uh, I have not gotten my lights up, even though in this angle you can't really see it. But on our other shows and you know, after the recording, when those of you that stay can see it. Uh, I have like a Christmas Santa, a Christmas Santa, an Auburn Santa thing and all this kind of stuff I'm going to put up. Uh, it is transfer portal season, probably. By the time you are listening to this, if you watch the live recording, 
hasn't arrived yet, but the transfer portal officially is open tomorrow. Has it lost? I know. Has it lost its allure for you at this point? I, I think it's fantastic. I, it's like it's like we go straight from now. Is it absurd? And has it gotten way out of hand? Absolutely. But the transfer portal, it's like the perfect. If you're not in it for the conference championship and you're not in it for the playoff or whatever, right? And you have you know, and and the situation Auburn's in where you're still looking to revamp your roster, the portal is like it's like the perfect segue into the off season. And the off season that really never happens because of it. Um, it's. I think it's fantastic. I think it's already absolutely ridiculous. It's going to be more and more ridiculous every year until somehow there gets a strangle on this thing. Um, but it's it's crazy to me that it officially opens tomorrow. Yet we've had a whole week of people basically being in it because they're just saying, "Oh yeah, I'm going to enter it when it when it hits." And it's yeah. like we've already got people, coaches making visits. We've. I mean. The rules are the are just the paint on the field. It's like, well, we could paint this line here, but people are going to cross it, so we might as well paint it over here. I mean, it is an absolute free kind of like a kind of like a selection committee's rules, right? You know, they just change them. Going to hit every segment, <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's nuts, and but I love it. Like I love keeping up with it. I think it is just absolute chaos, um, in a good and bad way. Mm. I, I, I like it. You know, for me, I prefer the old fashioned way of recruiting from high school and building up depth and continuity uh, transfers in any regard, even before the portal, I always viewed as band-aids that sometimes have peeled off too mm. quickly reveal open wounds that haven't healed yet. Um, now, if you can swing a really good transfer portal situation every single year and make that work for you and make that your bread and butter, more power to you. Uh, you yeah. know, I think Auburn was in a must utilize the transfer portal at all costs last year. And I think with a season behind us in the first year of Hughes, you saw why Um, need a lot of help. And even that wasn't enough in some areas. Holistically, we had improvements, I think across the board still needed plenty more. So the question becomes Austin about the transfer portal about to open up, how involved Will, will Auburn be, and, and when I ask that, not just, we know they're going to be putting their feelers out there if people sure. are talking to them. You do that just because that's a smart practice. But will Auburn be picking up a lot of transfers in the transfer portal season? What, what are your thoughts? Any numbers, any ideas come to yeah. mind? Yeah, I mean, I think it, it, and I agree with you that it can't, I don't think you can, for lack of a better term, I'll just say it. I don't think you can D on the transfer portal every year and, and re- take out the whole roster and re- I don't think that's a successful way right. um, to to build a college football program. I think there has to be some kind of marriage between the high school recruiting and the transfer portal for you to be long term successful. Um, and and thankfully, to put an Auburn spin on, I think Hugh Freeze and, and this staff understand that. But through the transfer portal, you can also, like you said, kind of help some immediate needs in certain places. Let's remember that a lot of these guys are transferring. Why are they transferring? Uh, maybe they're not getting the playing time they wanted. Why aren't they getting the playing time they wanted? Mm-hmm. Um, and so they, I think there's a, you know, there's different ways to look at each part of it. Uh, with Auburn, I think that probably going to be active, like you said, and have feelers. Uh, and if you can upgrade in certain areas. Um, I think you should. And I think you have to look at that as how many guys are we losing 
to the portal itself for us and then also the draft or graduation. Um, how many guys are we bringing in that are freshmen? Can they play right away? And and you look at the different numbers of where that is. Yep. I think the big the big one everyone's going to want to talk about, and it's already been just hot and heavy, is is quarterback. And I think with Auburn, um, you like what you have in Peyton Thorne. We saw pretty good progress. I think that's probably going to be a place where if they can upgrade, they will. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and I mean, you got to fit. You got to fit. It's got to be a good fit on each side now, right? Right. With NIL, with with these players having a lot more um, autonomy and more power to go where they want for what they want um, is all going to be what's the perfect match. Right. Regardless, I think a big pro of the transfer portal is just competition. Um, you know, it didn't really work out the way it was hoping for for Auburn, uh, but Brian Harson brought in TJ Finley and Robbie Ashford for competition. We didn't know who out of that group was going to end up starting. Um, but I think Both. with <laughs> – Yes. <laughs> and and there's an example of the success of the transfer portal, right? Like it wasn't just because of playing time for Bo. It was it was wanting to be developed, wanting to get ready for the next level, wanting right. well, from a personal standpoint to try something new. To be protected. To be protected <laughs> on and off the field. Um, and so – Took that different angle. <laughs> that, for Auburn, it'll be interesting to see which way they go. I think this – Staff is not going to all out blitz the transfer portal for everything they want or for everything they think they need. Uh, it's going to have to be the right, for lack of a better term, for the right price and for the right match for Auburn. I don't think this is just going to be a desperate heave into every single person that jumps in. Um, and I don't think it should be. I think that's right. the right way to go about it. And and the recruiting in the high school level is going swimmingly for Auburn, as we've already touched right. within our, in Potpourri. And so I have no qualms about how the staff is handling recruiting in high school and transfer portal. I'm glad they're active and dipping their toes in the portal and different people that come in. Um, and I, I mean, I trust them to do the right thing with it. Yeah. Look, everybody's focused on quarterback because that's the, it's the big ticket position. There's a reason there's a lot of emphasis put on that. You can see the difference in a well quarterback team and a non well quarterback team. And, and I'm not even saying that Auburn is or isn't. I think Peyton Thorne, uh, much like Hugh Freeze, was given a very tall task to work with, given how quickly or how little time he had to get ready. Uh, was right. he a perfect quarterback this year? Heck no. Uh, but there is a lot of – it became evident why he was chosen to be the starter as the season came, came along. Uh, what he's capable of now the question is is he the guy going forward and do you trust that and forego a transfer portal quarterback the uh, love affair of grayson mccall continues from coastal carolina uh, i listen if he comes here I'll, I'll eat my own words but i just i wish people would give that up <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I don't mean that in ill will during anybody i just i just i'm so tired of hearing his name at this point yeah but at the same token, like you said, it's got to be a good fit. And just because the transfer quarterback, 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 quarterback. comes in, doesn't mean he's the guaranteed starter. He's got to beat Peyton Thorne out, who's got more time with him in this Correct. offense, in this system. And uh, frankly, I don't want a two quarterback system anymore right now. No. We've seen enough of that. So um, if there's the right fit, right time it sounds from what i heard that peyton thorne is kind of wanting to stick it out here is not looking to leave i even if maybe there was a quarterback situation brought in i don't know that for a fact that's just speculation um we'll see i just would not put 
all of your hopes and dreams and beliefs in a transfer quarterback at this point. I think it's probably going to be a little bit of offensive lineman, probably, because we're going to be losing quite a few transfer offensive linemen. Do you think that's a fair? Yeah, I mean, I think offensive linemen and transfer portal is, for those that are Major League Baseball fans, is at the trade deadline, everybody wants pitching help. Everybody wants relief pitching. good one. Doesn't know how good you are. It doesn't matter how bad you are. Every, you cannot have enough relief pitchers. I think that's the way it is with offensive linemen. You can, you can never have enough guys that could that can sub in, sub out, as in and build the trenches for you. So, I think with the offers that have gone out for this year in the transfer portal, that's where it started for Auburn, um, and and those guys are at a high priority mm-hmm. across the country. So, I I don't think you'll see, you know, a lack of interest there. I think you'll probably see a lack of interest on the other side on the defensive or a lack of interest. Uh, not a lack of interest on the other side on the defensive line as well. Yep. Same type thing. Everybody wants that. Everybody's going to be looking for that. Um, I personally, and I'm not saying this because of the guys we have or um, the talent coming in or, or anything like that. I think you still need to look at the receiver room as, as some help mm-hmm. in the transfer portal. I, I don't think it's a good idea to just say, Look at all these freshmen we got coming in. I mean, right. we're going to be stuck. I mean, look, they're going to be 18 years old and still freshmen. Um, and that's not always the best thing, just throw them in there. I think right. having some guys maybe with some one-year deals, uh, one-year deals, I mean, it is for you. It's what it is. Don't, it like that. That's a Freudian uh, slip, but that's true. W- one year of eligibility left uh, would probably serve this team some well, some experience, um, and some guys who are looking to maybe get on a, a bigger level playing right. field. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I, I mean, I think in all areas, Auburn's going to be pretty interested, but probably those the most. I look at this transfer portal season as Auburn's not going to be stupid. They're going to go after positions of need, duh. But uh, I think this may be a year where you see less of the, oh, that guy's coming, he's going to be an instant starter, which, you know, is a quick judgment to jump to. But last year it was easy for Auburn, given what they had to kind of fix or get started in the right direction. I think I loved your analogy of the baseball at the trade deadline, going after the pitching offensive yeah. lineman, defensive lineman, you got to have depth there. And we, we lacked, especially on defensive line in some regard, at least that's what it seemed like um, this year a little bit. So I think that's going to happen. It wouldn't shock me again, just pure speculation, seeing who we're about to lose. I mean, this is what was going to be covered in potpourri if we had time, but we're about to lose a bunch of upperclassmen leadership in the defensive back group. DJ James, Nehemiah Pritchett, uh, Jalen Simpson, Keontae Scott, and I'm, I'm sure I'm leaving somebody out there. We got great talent coming up with that. Zion Puckett. Yeah. Zion Puckett. We we have got to probably find a piece or two that is ready to start right away that can plug in there and bridge the gap to all that young talent that we brought in last year at the defensive back room and will continue to bring in. So for me, that would be an area that I would look to and say, hmm, maybe we find – if you look for – everybody looks for their – centerpiece of their recruiting class or their transfer portal you know oftentimes it's the quarterback and that'll probably be the focus for everybody this year but if um you look at that defensive back room it wouldn't shock me in the least if we somehow found a way to find somebody it's like oh wow that was the big get of the transfer portal season at least to get us over the hump in the defensive back room yeah so a lot of different angles and there's going to be plenty of discussion about that Maybe by the time you've watched or listened to this, there's already news about Auburn taking someone or not taking someone. 
plenty to discuss coming up in the future because the transfer portal basically it never closes at this point and it's just never it's hard to keep track of it sometimes that's going to do it for episode 58 of the auburn experience podcast we appreciate you hanging out with us spending some time being a part of our little family within the auburn family if you want to find me you can do so on the x slash twitter at kyle loomis 24 where can they find you sir austin g scott g as in go auburn as in go auburn that's (laughs) certainly one way to go about that uh all that being said thank you all so much for listening until we talk to you again war eagle war eagle